Hi, welcome to our podcast today. I'm Tom Field. We're here to talk about the CIO's agenda in 2007. With me today is Gary Beach, publisher of CIO Magazine. Gary, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Tom, for having me on. Gary, I want to ask you about the state of the CIO survey. I know that CIO Magazine has been doing it for some years now. What is the background on this research? Well, this is our fifth year, Tom, that uh, the editorial team at CIO Magazine reaches out to senior-level IT executives. This year, you know, we had uh, about 600, 586 CIOs participate, and it's it's our, our um, annual look at what their priorities are, what their pain points are, what they feel uh, they're doing well, and, and areas that they believe they, they could improve on. What would you say is this year's big headline, if there is one? Well, I think the, the big headline is uh, innovation is uh, becoming a driving force behind IT investment. Leadership is everything when you talk to these CIOs, and that is, when you look at the study results, is the single most important skill that a CIO can have in terms of uh, delivering you know, uh, business value. I think some of the other you know, minor headlines uh, in the study are is it's, it's good news for the overall CIO community that the average tenure of a chief information officer is over five years now, and that's the, the longest it's ever been. Uh, the average salary is about $185,000. And, and I think the other, other big takeaway you know, for me when I look at the data here is the disconnect, if you will, on CIOs claiming that proving the value of IT you know, from 2006 to the 2007 study has become harder over the last 12 months uh, than it was uh, previously. So uh, that bewilders me. A bit. I thought I would think that they've been doing a little bit better job. Have you had a chance to test that with any CIOs yet, Gary, to get a sense of why they might be saying that? I, I have asked what's causing that, and you know, they point to two areas. One, and we've seen this in surveys over the years, not only in the state of the CIO survey, but in others that the magazine has done, that in terms of a personal skill, you know, one of the things that these men and women say is the top of their list is improving their communication skills. They have to be able to communicate uh, the value of, of IT to their CEOs, CFOs, COOs, and line of business execs. You know, the magazine also has a, a council, the Seattle Executive Council, and the council recently did a survey that underscored that point when it asked CIOs, you know, here are some outcomes how describing your IT shop, and not one of the, of the 400 people who responded said that uh, we do a very good job of communicating the business value of IT very accurately describes our company. Not one of them said that. So, you know, they, they've got to do a better job of, of understanding and communicating the business value of, of uh, information technology to, to their senior level execs. And right now I, I think they're doing a okay job, but it certainly needs to be improved. Well, it gives CIO Magazine some direction in, in areas that it can pursue editorially and in your other areas in 2007 as well. Oh, absolutely. Our career section and executive coaching columns and pieces on, on CIO.com are, are some of the most popular things that we do. Gary, I wanted to ask you about some specific trends because I know you track these things in the survey. Reporting relationships. What are the, the trends in the reporting relationships now? Interesting, Tom, from last year to this year, it stayed almost exactly the same, and without sounding like a stat statistician here, I, I will read for the audience here what, what the numbers are. The largest cell of CIOs and senior IT execs say that the IT department, 41% say it reports into uh, the chief executive officer. Uh, 24% uh, say their department reports into the 
the chief financial officer. That's up 1% from, from last year. Uh, 14% is the chief operating officer. Uh, 5% said they report to their CIO for a division that reports into an Uber CIO for the whole entire firm. And, and 15% uh, claim they report into other areas, sort of division presidents or, or uh, sales and marketing people. So that's the big picture. However, CIOs who say they report to the chief financial officer in the data suggests that they have a much less strategic role at their company than CIOs who report into the CEO or CFO, and they make less money. Interesting. And, and uh, they're more, less often than not are part of the executive committee. So uh, if you're a CIO listening to this, if you're reporting to the CFO, uh, see if you can find a way to report to somebody else. And am I right, Gary, that over the last few years the trend has been fewer CIOs reporting to the CFO? Yes, it's been the other way around. And well, it has in the last year, Tom. Uh, if you go back, if you hit the reset button to 2002, I believe 11% of, of the audience in this study said that they reported to the CFO. Then in 03 and 04, uh, that, that went up uh, to 22 and 33%. Uh, last year, that dropped from 33%, as you mentioned, down to down to 23%, and then in this year's surveys basically stayed the same. Right, went from 23 to 24. But yeah, I think the the high watermark uh, was was one uh, 33% said they reported to CFOs, which made sense at the time. We were in the era of of uh, just getting uh, our sea legs, if you will, on regulatory issues and things like that. Sure, Gary. How about management priorities this year? What are the ones that have bubbled up to the top? There are five, and for the sake of sounding like Richard Dawson and Family Feud, the top five answers are in order. The top management priorities are aligning IT and business goals. And I would take exception at that, saying that that is not enough. I mean, one of the words that we're seeing lead CIOs talk more and more about, and and we're focusing the editorial resources of the magazine more on this word coming in in the future in 2007 and beyond, is Alignment is good. It's a necessary step, but you, you have to move beyond that to converge your business and IT strategies to transform, and that is the operative word, transform the company. The second is, in terms of management priority, is using IT to enable you know, process improvement, business process improvement. You know, businesses are just a conglomeration of different processes. In fact, our CIO Tech Poll suggests that only about 20% of all business processes are digitized right now. So the second management priority is to accelerate the IT enablement of those business processes. The third is is what one might bucket in the security area, Tom, but, but uh, you know, what we call it is business continuity and risk management. Security is not that it's a straightforward uh, issue, but it is. I mean, you can set the dials in terms of how thick you want your firewall to be or how not. So it's really security is about an issue of mitigating the risk, how much risk are you willing to take, and and, and certainly then building in uh, based on that risk level that you're willing to, to carry, you know, what your business continuity plans are. Uh, what I thought is interesting, the, the next uh, issue, the fourth uh, most important management issue, is internal user satisfaction, internal users. These are employees. Uh, so uh, going forward in 2007, uh, the fourth most important thing that CIO said they're going to be focused on is increasing uh, employee satisfaction. And last in that top five aspects is staff development. 
this is in line, again, with other research we do at the magazine that seems to suggest that finding and keeping uh, IT labor, IT workers, is harder than ever, at least in the last, last couple of years. Our, our tech poll last year suggested 12% of CIOs said that IT labor was hard to find and keep. That's now up to over 35%. Uh, one, one last point on those management priorities, Tom, is even though it wasn't in the top five, controlling costs, that whole aspect of do more with less. Last year in uh, the 2006 study, that was the third biggest management priority. In this study, uh, 2007, that drops to number eight. So any surprises among these priorities, Gary? No, not really. Um, uh, I think these are you know, pretty straightforward. I was a bit surprised at how high internal user or employee satisfaction uh, came on the list, but for many companies, their intellectual property assets leave the door every night. So if you can reduce the churn on your company, uh, you, you probably can improve your margins and, and growth. So so nothing nothing big surprise there. How about in the technology priorities? Briefly there, Tom, uh, I don't think there's any huge surprises. The number one uh, tech priority is is integrating existing systems and that word processes again. Uh, you know, legacy is not a dirty word, and in this whole era of uh, service-oriented architecture and web services where back ends are being integrated with you know, mid-tier and front desktop client machines and, and processes, you know, the CIOs claim that this is going to be their top tech priority next year. Ensuring data integrity is next. This is, again, a a security kind of word, but, but I think it, it gets into the whole aspect of not only just security and risk management, but storage. And storage in terms of uh, virtualization and, and not so much housing data, but be able to quickly retrieve it. Business intelligence uh, moves up. Uh, you know, the list here is now number. It's going to be the number three item in terms of a tech priority going forward. Again, not a surprise when you chat with CIOs, as you and I do. You know, many of them are just drowning in information, and they need to transform that information from data to information to knowledge, you know, to intelligence, and so. Business intelligence and executive dashboards in that that area you hear a lot of. I mentioned service-oriented architecture, which also could have been grouped into that first uh, priority of integrating existing systems and processes. And one that I think will will move up the list, and when we do the study next year, but comes in at number five for the 2007 study is mobility and wireless. Now this is a huge area of growth uh, as many businesses are are migrating. You know, most most companies have have mobilized their email, so to speak. You know, probably about 70% have not mobilized business applications, and even fewer have optimized their infrastructures for mobility. So going forward, I think we're going to see uh, this whole, you know, with YBAX and, and richer broadband uh, streams out there, that uh, mobility, uh, when we do the study next year, I believe we'll, we'll, be, we'll, move, up, we'll move, move up that list. Okay, that'd be a good trend to watch then. Oh, absolutely. Gary, what do you find bubbling up as the qualities necessary for a CIO's success this year? Well, Tom, uh, I think we addressed one of them earlier, and you know, at the top of this list is the ability to think. These men and women were, were um, let's say, five years ago, were IT execs who, all, who understood the business. Now they must be business executives who happen to understand IT, and they're doing their day-to-day jobs in information technology and services. 
and the, the quality that they need for success is that ability to communicate effectively you know, up, down, and sideways you know, to management, to colleagues, and to staff. They claim they just do not have enough time to think and plan strategically. So if you're going to transform your business, uh, like we were chatting about earlier in this, this, this podcast, you need to be able to get away from it so you can see the forest and the trees. And IT, you know, sometimes is in this firefighting type of mode. You know, it's running from one thing to the other, and all of a sudden the whole year goes by, and there's just not enough time to, you know, to think strategically. Um, lead and motivate staff. I mean, that's, that's, that's self, self-evident. And we talked about understanding the business, but not only just understanding your, your business, Tom, or CIO understanding his or her business, I find the qualities for success you know, transp- are beyond that. They have to understand their market and their competitors also. So, again, some interesting challenges for CIO Magazine in how you can help to educate and inform your, your audience over the next year. Oh, uh, we're going to give it a shot. Yeah. Gary, do you see any major differences between U.S. CIOs and their global counterparts in how they answer questions in the state of the CIO? Uh, less and less. Uh, I don't have any specific data here from, from the foreign uh, surveys for this year, but there still is, seems to be, you know, the, and from the technology side, there's this 12 to 18-month lag time in terms of what trends we're seeing here showing up uh, in Europe or, or Asia-Pacific. But, you know, in that whole concept of the world is flat, uh, and with you know, millions of miles of fiber now enveloping the planet, uh, that IT work could be done anywhere, anytime. You're seeing less and less trends. In fact, just today I was chatting with a senior executive and talking about how uh, our colleagues in India, you know, we have a CIO magazine that we started there, back in 1999. And on the first trip to Bangalore, uh, I was going over there to essentially share with these people you know, the ways to, to create a CIO magazine, and they had a prototype already developed. And on the prototype was the CEO and CIO of a company. And the headline was something along the lines of the CEO-CIO partnership, why it must work. So in some some respects, you know, this is not an invented here, sent over there kind of business anymore. It's it's becoming much more a global community. We see this with CIO.com. You know, folks listening you know, to this podcast, uh, a good portion of, of uh, the people that visit CIO.com are from outside uh, the United States. So the concerns and challenges of businesses in this Web 2.0 economy, I think, are more alike now than they've been uh, because the powers of technology have, have taken down some of those silos, those walls that uh, previously might have existed. Now, Gary, I know that CIO Magazine has made efforts to pay more attention to small to mid-sized businesses. Do you see differences in the trends between the enterprise and the SMB? Yeah, there's several, Tom. Uh, I was just looking at it the other day. Not a big surprise in salary. You know, the average salary you know for a CIO is about one hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars. That's before incentive compensation is packaged into that. So if that's the the mean for the market here in the United States. The large company CIO, those that, that work companies that have over a thousand employees, their average salary is two hundred eighty-one thousand dollars a year. So almost a hundred thousand dollars more. And those who work at small, medium companies, you know, under a hundred uh, and the five hundred, uh, under a thousand level, and then under 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 the five hundred, their salaries are about one hundred thirty-five thousand. So they're markedly under the overall average. However, 
what's what I think the biggest interesting takeaway when you look at the big companies, small companies, CIO, is this, that the tenure, remember the tenure, average tenure for, for all the CIOs, when you put them all together, is about five years, a little over five years. The tenure for a SMB, small medium business CIO, is nearly six years versus you know, the larger company CIO is just a bit over four. Probably not a surprise there, but I but, uh, thought that the tenure side was, was interesting. And, and last but not least in the differences is uh, we asked in this survey uh, the whole aspect of many people are talking these days about growth and innovation being a driving force of IT investment. And our data analysis of the State of the CIO 2007 study clearly shows that that innovation, leveraging IT and IT services, is more often found in small businesses than in large. Interesting. Yeah, and then people ask why, and then, and my only my only takeaway on it is the smaller number of companies, you know, they can, they can integrate uh, more closely with their other line of business executives and get they're probably better communicators because they have to be. Sure, they have more streamlined operation. They can get things done. Yes, more fast. Exactly. Agility is, is key. So I guess our message to the CIO community, if you're at a small or mid-sized business and you report to the CFO, get your resume refreshed yeah. and bring, or, bring your innovative ideas to enterprise. Yeah, go get a job someplace else. Gary, I know you, you travel a lot. You talk to probably as many CIOs as anybody. What do you hear from the CIOs as the biggest topics on their minds these days? Well, it's this, Tom, in terms of they're hearing loud and clear the growth and innovation you and cry from the CEO, CFO, CEOs of their firms, rather large or small. The CEO has realized that to grow the business, they can only cut so much, and now they have to grow the top line. That said, you know one of the biggest issues, you know, they buy off on all that, but they're still working within this discretionary versus non-discretionary budget. So if a CIO has a a small company has a $10 million IT budget, probably 70% of that or $7 million, Tom, is going to be in non-discretionary expense areas, salary, real estate, software licenses, uh, hardware, things like that. And only $3 million is in the CapEx, where often growth and innovation is funded. So the big challenge in all these kind of things, I mean, we talked about leadership and thinking strategically and all these others, what they have to do to fuel this growth and innovation agenda is to juggle four balls, you know, the balls of growth and innovation being two, but then also having a right brain, left brain aspect of having their staffs be riveted on running IT more efficiently in terms of that process improvement that we were talking about earlier in this this conversation, or lowering the cost of the business in terms of movement to more powerful microprocessors, these dual-core, quad-core machines that run more efficiently, throw off less heat, therefore less air conditioning has to be put into data centers, things like that. That can lower the cost. The big challenge as they move forward is, to fuel that growth and innovation agenda, they're not getting huge budget increases. We're forecasting about 6% moving forward in 2007. They're going to have to move more of their non-discretionary spend into discretionary spend, and that is not an easy task, uh, but the lead CIOs will be able to do that. It's going to be an exciting year. I look forward to seeing some of these trends unfold and, and see where we end up at the end of 2007. Should be fun, Tom. Gary, I appreciate your insight. Have a great day. We've been talking to Gary Beach, publisher of CIO. 
For HP Adaptive Enterprise, I'm Tom Field. Thank you for joining us today.